This is the Pro Channel Manager Podcast, episode number eight. Emails like speaking telepathically through a machine. You're listening to the Pro Channel Manager Podcast, the only podcast in the world that shows you how to run a YouTube channel just like the pros. And here's your host. He's grown multiple YouTube channels by millions of subscribers and billions of views. And even though he speaks funny, we promise you he is speaking English. Tom Martin. So hello and welcome to the Pro Channel Manager podcast episode number eight. Amazing to have you here. And remember, you can find out all about our brand new community that's just opened by visiting academy.prochannelmanager.com. And remember, you can use the promo code podcast to get an exclusive discount. You can also find all of today's actionable steps and takeaways put in an easy to follow guide by visiting prochannelmanager.com forward slash episode eight. That's the word episode, the number eight, no spaces, no hyphens. Now, if I said to you the word insurance, you're probably not likely to get too excited. And that is certainly no slight on today's expert guest. It's just one of those kind of things. You know, it's just one of those things you have to take care of, but it's so absolutely essential for so many walks of life. And being a YouTuber, a YouTube channel manager is absolutely no different. And it's actually likely something you are absolutely overlooking. So this is an episode, even though it might not kind of get you purring, This is an episode you absolutely need to hear. And our guest is an absolute expert in the field and is going to share with you some knowledge that could absolutely save your bacon. Before we get to that expert advice, we have to say a huge thank you to today's sponsor, vidIQ. And here is a quick word from those guys. vidIQ is the secret weapon for every professional YouTube channel manager. Why? Because it has all of the amazing workflow and efficiency tools you need to save you time and effort, but there's more. It also has the most advanced YouTube SEO tools in the world, including an incredible keyword research tool that I use on every single video that I upload. I've been using vidIQ since way back in 2013, and without it, I simply would not have been able to generate the billions of YouTube views that I have. Fact. So if you want to get Ninja and start using the tools that the pros use, check out prochannelmanager.com forward slash vidIQ to get a free 30-day trial of one of their awesome paid plans. That's prochannelmanager.com forward slash V-I-D-I-Q. And you can thank me later. Thank you, vidIQ. So back to today's topic. If you are running a YouTube channel as a full-time job, especially if you're working with brands or have contracts with third parties, or if like me, you are running a business as a consultant or a freelancer, running other people's channels, editing other people's videos, making other people's thumbnails, you need to make sure you are covered for the worst possible scenarios. This is a business. We are pros. And this is what separates us the pros, from the hobbyists and the wannabes. So today I've brought in a good pal of mine and someone who's been a real pioneer of helping influencers and YouTubers make sure that their businesses and themselves and their families are protected. 
So we've got today Matt Newman from a company called Influencer Protect. We're going to dive straight in. DJ, run a rhythm. Yes. So welcome today, Matt Newman from Influencer Protect. You are a absolute genius expert when it comes to insurance and insurances. So you must be fun at parties. <laughs> uh, not at all no um yeah no unless anybody asked me about insurance but uh yeah i think i'm a little bit fun at parties yeah no obviously uh like in the intro just having a little tongue-in-cheek kind of joke at like you know insurance is a very serious matter but it doesn't have to be boring and well when it comes down to it even if it is it's like so important and that's what we're going to be talking about today so matt before we get started who are you and who are influencer protect what do you do and who exactly do you look after because the term influencer might send shivers down the spine of some of my listeners because even though they are influencers they may not necessarily identify as a quote-unquote influencer yeah sure so i'm matt i'm the ceo of influencer protect we have been launched since february this year and we look after like you said a a variety of different influencers that's from creators on any sort of platform to sports professionals actors djs radio personalities commentators there's a big old list of people that we look after but our aim as a business is to protect them from lots of different risks and and help them find the best insurance policy okay so you you offer insurance products for influencers whatever you you may want to call them creators how did influencer protect come to be and is it like such a growing industry that like like are there are there specific products just for influencers how is your business trending up is it is there like a really big growing demand for this type of thing influencers getting more business savvy or are there just more influencers now <laughs> Yeah, look, if you go right to the beginning, we've been working on this. We work with Hiscox. Uh, they're one of the biggest insurance companies for influencer products, business insurance generally, but but they're one of two in the marketplace that specifically have brought out a product for influencers. You know, I've been helping people for kind of over 15 years now, and this is quite an exciting place for insurance, believe it or not, because obviously it's so new. I guess the, uh, the, the difficulty for us is that it is new and a lot of people don't realize that they can get insurance, that they need insurance. What that insurance is for a creator, sports person, like we mentioned. And I guess, yeah, the biggest thing for us is sort of an education piece to kind of explain what what those policies do. And hopefully I'll be able to do that now. Yes, there are specific types of insurance for influencers and, and they go down to the detail of working with brands, kind of defense cost damages, compensation payments if an influencer is to make a mistake unintentional breach of advertising laws, not putting hashtag ad or doing something like that, or working with a brand where they make a claim against the influencer, maybe using content without somebody's permission, social media accounts getting hacked. There's lots and lots of different things under sort of professional indemnity that an influencer now is specifically covered for and and needs protection. In my eyes, every single influencer needs insurance because they're looked at as a business. How did you come to find this market? Like, were you 
kind of sitting there watching Instagram videos and thinking these guys are like doing branded content. They're not covering yeah. themselves. They're, they're not putting disclaimers that they're making ads. Like, How are you connected to this world? Or was it just you, you saw there was such a demand for these products or a gap in that market? Not at all. It wasn't demand. It was the complete opposite. I've got friends that are influencers. I've got friends that are in the media space. I've got other people in insurance that have talked about this market. This is the big thing. This is the way the world's moving is influencers and advertising, as we all know, and and as probably you know far more than I do. But from an insurance space, it, it, it's quite high risk compared to other insurances and other trades or employment or anything like that because you're constantly in the public eye and and people are watching and going into that space and looking at it from an insurance point of view seeing that there's nothing out there really does what we do that kind of looks at every aspect of insurance for an influencer what our aim is as in a business is to be that go-to broker insurance consultant advisor that can help that individual or business through the whole process. So what do they do? And and again, I can kind of go through and touch on what we need information-wise, but it's really not a lot to kind of work out what the influencer's risk is, what they need, how much it's going to cost, and then kind of help through the whole process of the application to the point of getting a policy. Most of the people we speak to need insurance. There's, There's no question about it because there are at risk potentially in the future. Why do these influencers, creators, whatever you want to call them, why do they need to be singled out as opposed to, you know, a self-employed plumber or taxi driver, caterer, whatever it may be? Yeah. Are they, is it the specific and kind of unique risks to them or is it a mixture of something else, which is that I know firsthand that quote unquote influencers are maybe not the most business savvy or without trying to be too condescending, maybe, you know, not as street wise or endowed with yeah. the most common sense, maybe. You're absolutely right on kind of all of those parts that, that influencers are different. They have different needs. The, the only thing that I would say is that we would align an influencer with, uh, I guess, the influencer product. But for, from any sort of angle, you have to look at somebody as an individual in a completely different business every single time. But you are right in the fact that what we have found is that influencers don't look at themselves as a business risk um, because I guess there isn't that number of claims there are when you look at a plumber or a solicitor or someone like myself, I have to, I, I legally have to have professional indemnity insurance if, if I make a mistake. With obviously the influencer market, the media market and lots of other industries, you, you don't need that, that insurance legally. So a lot of people don't take it out or never look into it. It's not like, again, that the, the idea of car insurance, you have to have car insurance. But the way it's changing, our number of inquiries that are coming in, the number of policies that we are writing, the, the, the sort of people that we're now working with. So we're working with certain agencies that want to protect their clients and it's, and it's the right thing to do. So going back, it, it is an educational piece. And yeah, we believe that, that everybody should kind of look at it or at least have a chat with us to kind of explain what, what they need or, or, and what their risks are. So, like, it's obvious they need kind of business insurance that's 
as soon as they realize that they're running a business and they're not just running a YouTube channel or a Instagram account or whatever it is, you know, as soon as you've got revenue being generated in some way, shape or form, it's a business. And so you yep. need business insurance. Uh, but also, you know, personal insurance, like you've mentioned, because, you know, yeah. you might get touch wood, a uh, bad illness or break your back or get hit by a bus. Yeah, that's it. And so what are kind of some of the claims? I remember, you know, we were actually meant to record this last week and you find me up. I've just had a claim come in. So I know know the influencers are out there getting themselves into some kind of grief. What are some of the kind of claims that unfortunately have to be made? And, you know, and that's why we have insurance. So what, what are the kind of things that you're helping your clients to kind of get through? Yeah, so... We would always help with claims. That's the point in using a broker. A broker would help with all the start of the process, all the way through the application form. And then every year you you would renew and you'd help with that. And then if ever a claim was made, we would help. But the way claims, let's split claims into two. Let's, Let's look at personal. So we offer, and this is probably just as popular with influencers as the professional indemnity product that I, that I was talking about earlier. But insurance is things like life insurance for families. We have whole of market for that pretty much. So we have access to all the guys on the TV that you see like LNG and Royal London, people like that. So we have access to that and income protection and critical illness are very, very popular products as well. So what they do is life insurance, again, relatively simple it would pay out on death and that would then help please support your family or pay a mortgage off critical illness very simply if you have one of the critical illnesses defined by the insurance company which is normally cancers uh, are normally the big one heart attacks there's a big big list of them and and anything like that and, and again the payments would change but ultimately it wants to pay you a tax-free lump sum if, if you've got ill from a critical illness and then i guess the most popular one would be income protection and and this is if you were to be sick or unwell and or you couldn't vlog or do your normal day-to-day job it would pay an income to you a tax-free income every month normally around sort of 50 to 60 percent of of your income and that would carry on until potentially retirement if you set that policy at that date premiums for that sort of thing would be starting at sort of five pounds to ten pounds a month it's very well priced especially with the sort of audience that we're looking at which is slightly younger and less risk but the biggest claims on those things are depression back problems again normal illnesses if, if you're off long-term sick those two are the kind of the big big claims that you wouldn't be able to do your normal job it's funny you mentioned those two specific ailments because i know that depression is something that is absolutely prevalent in the the creator space and the influencer space because of the well you know fame is an aspect you know there's a certain element of loneliness a lot of these people are one-man bands or kind of working in isolation and that kind of stuff and then a lot of people are sitting at computers all day and don't have the best posture. So back problems are (laughs) including uh, me. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I just wanted to kind of clarify something. So, you know, you've mentioned a few insurers that I recognize the names of and you've kind of quoted in in pounds, but a lot of our audience are going to be stateside. How does that affect trying to get insurance? Because I've been in Facebook groups before with actually someone based in Canada and they were just screaming out for help because they just could not get insurance yeah. 
for what they were doing. Yeah. At least in their area of the world, it just did not exist or, you know, they were just not eligible for whatever reason. How does it differ? Obviously, it differs from country to country, and I don't expect you to to know every kind of insurance practice, uh, best practice from around the world. But, you know, a lot of our listenership is going to be stateside. Yeah. How does the system differ there or is it the same? No, it, it definitely differs. It differs from every aspect in the fact that the products are different. Obviously, the pricing is different. We are hopefully pretty close to organizing a, a US part of the business, which would then offer influencers, creators, all of those sort of uh, professions that we kind of touched on at the, at the start, uh, an opportunity to have a, a very similar product to this. Uh, it's not ready yet, but America is a very, very different place in the fact that, and, I, and again, I don't want to bore people, but every state's different. You, you've got to have certain legalities that you don't have here and and we're organizing that at the moment but it's just taking time but ultimately there are products out there for people if you you do enough research and you google it there are brokers like myself that that i'm sure would be able to help the influencers out there and businesses out there but canada again jumping on that it's a completely different market to the U.S. You couldn't use the sort of licenses that we've got here or the licenses that we're hoping to have in the U.S. for Canada. That's another opportunity we want to look at in the future to have an office there or or at least have have a presence there that, that Canadian individuals and businesses can can contact us as well. But ultimately, we're getting a lot of contact from from the U.S. and and Canada and and it's very much needed there. We, we know that. Yeah, I think, you know, whether you're in Australia, India, obviously Matt will give his details later on where you can contact him and find more about Influencer Protect. But for areas that Matt doesn't cover, yeah, you definitely need to do some uh, serious research because, you know, as you say, like, so for example, here we have the National Health Service, uh, whereas in the States, you know, you're going to need health insurance almost. That's right. Certainly. So yeah, make sure you've checked your local listings, as we like to say. Um, <laughs> so we've, we've spoken about the the big problems, the cancers, the the deaths, yep. the great big lawsuit coming. What are some of the smaller problems that you've witnessed working in this space? Because I'm sure there's going to be a lot of things that people didn't even realize they could get into trouble for, and they're you know they're getting lawsuits or they're getting fines or they're getting. Uh, into trouble. Is there any kind of like under the radar problems that, that you've witnessed in your time working in this space? It's a very new space. So the, the claims are not there. It's not like looking at a big policy that has been running for 25 years. It's not like that. But we have sort of, I guess, claim scenarios that we kind of use examples. We can look back at where claims have been made where the insurance policy would have protected that influencer i've got a few that again we we've worked on and again they'll fall into different industries so they're not always creator but you can kind of compare yourself to this and you're happy for me to run through a couple of these ideas and 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 claim scenarios yeah i think it's really important because people might not even realize they're at risk or that they would be liable or responsible to kind of clean up whatever problem or mess might occur so yeah i'd I'd love you to to dive into that 
there's lots of different ones and i've i guess i've picked a few so the one that we talk about is breach of contract and the example here is a cricketer makes a remark during a a post-match interview at their poor performance during the season is due to the quality of their bat so creators everybody kind of works with either brands or someone that's obviously giving them a a financial incentive to, to work with them the way that this one goes is that the bat company terminates their endorsement deal and also brings a breach of contract claim relating to the quality of the promotion. Yeah, so like they might have a, they might have a deal with Coca Cola and be seen drinking Pepsi in public, something like that. Exactly right. Yeah, this is the good thing. A lot of influencers has, has have asked us. We've got our own solicitor. What does that mean? Well, it means that as long as they've got that experience and and they've got media experience, you can use your own solicitor. There's a few parts to that and and it's not as easy as just using any old solicitor but most of the time they can they can use their own sister but his for example have their own in-house solicitors that are fantastic and that's the whole point of the policy that you have this big media presence behind you so if you were to make a mistake that the professional indemnity policy would protect so what it says is is our in-house claims which is the hiscox in-house claim would work closely with the cricketer's own counsel to defend the breach of contract allegation while the policy funds the defence council's fee. So what that means is that if they were to make a mistake, they would be covered by the solicitor, their own solicitor. Yeah, makes perfect sense. Are there any other kind of claim examples you think would be important to share? Yeah, so again, a brand pays a popular reality TV star to promote their new line of products. Within the contract is an exclusive clause. A few months into the contract, paparazzi photographers, the star, TV star using the competitor's product. This is the one, again, that you touched on, the Pepsi or the, let's say someone had a a contract with Samsung and they were caught with an Apple phone. The brand then drops the star and sues for breach of contract. The influencer opts to settle this claim with the support of, let's, for example, say, Hiscox in-house solicitors and the policy pays the settlement amount. So, the policy covers all the solicitor costs. That's the plan of it. And then obviously, if there is being found guilty, let's put it that way, the policy would then pay the, the settlement amount. Another one, for example, defamation. They, they, they're using different examples, but a CEO engages in a heated Twitter Twitter exchange and he makes an accidental inaccurate statement about his rival. So let's say two big businesses. He retracts that statement, but sees and but it's seen by twelve million followers, and and then obviously he sued for libel or emotional distress or whatever whatever aspect of it. The, the policy would protect that as well. Yeah, I think that's really relevant because you know people they might have a big audience on YouTube, and they're you know people are tuning in every day to hear their opinion, and their opinions are not always going to be positive, but they're also not always going to be fact checked or yeah you know, 100% accurate, they're just going to be speaking off the cuff because they might not have traditional media training and they might not have any kind of compliance in place to make sure they're not doing anything that could be libelous. And yeah, uh, yeah so I could definitely see influencers, and I'm sure it's happened many, many times, have, have uh, in fact, there was a there was a massive case of um, a really big YouTube channel called H3H3 that... Um, did uh, kind of a review of somebody else's video and, you know, were not positive about him. Yeah. They actually won their case and they were proven to, to not have said anything, you know, that was not factually correct. But I'm sure either way, whether they'd won or not, there was going to be some kind of cost, even in the short term, that That's right. this kind of protection would have been 
perfect for. We see it all the time as well with kind of fair use cases. There was a really famous case with um, Ray William Johnson, who was kind of one of the godfathers of YouTube, who his kind of viral video review show that got a, a lawsuit against it. I think it was from Duke in media. Don't sue me if that's incorrect. No pun intended. <laughs> yeah. And so this, I think, you know, Taylor Swift was embroiled in a, a, a fair use battle. So yeah, I think these kind of lawsuits are only going to get more and more uh, commonplace as time goes yeah. by. Look, there's so many different aspects to this, and this is why the policy is so specific for influencers, because this wouldn't fit with any other industry. And and covering sort of using content without permission, making untrue statements that result in reputational damage, copyright infringements, even things like social media accounts getting hacked. If their social media account got hacked and somebody put out a statement about somebody else or another business, they can still, that individual or business can get sued. So the policy would protect them for that as well. So the, the cost for a lawsuit is going to run pretty high. I know you've mentioned some some rough costs of some of the policies, but yeah. what, what kind of monthly cost are we going to talk about for someone to be kind of comprehensively covered? Like it doesn't have to be on the extreme end of the scale, but, you know, a good level of coverage for an influencer or creator because, yeah. you know, a lot of these businesses are small kind of solopreneurs, one or two men shops. They're not the BBC. The BBC have already got <laughs> millions yeah. of in, you know insured insured up the wazoo. So a lot of these smaller businesses, smaller creators are going to be very price and cost sensitive. So what yeah. what are we looking at for a kind of a rough? I know obviously this is not going to be specific, but a rough kind of average for a comprehensive cover on a monthly basis. So again, we ask a series of questions, and the premiums will work around that and and again it's down to risk how many sort of subscribers followers on their most popular platform that's where we start so is it between one and a hundred thousand is it a hundred thousand to five hundred thousand is it two million plus and from that most of the time and then obviously looking at the sort of the, the, the protection level most of it we would advise around how much they would need so Somebody who is starting in the industry that he has got, I don't know, 25,000 followers go at moving on, we would expect a premium. And again, don't, don't hold me to this, but we're looking at sort of £50 a month, something around that sort of figure for, for the business insurance. For someone bigger, the premiums are very, very large, but not compared to what their income is. So we, we have policies that are sort of quoting it. 10, 12, 15,000 pounds a year because that individual is so high profile that if there was a claim to be made, you know that the legal uh, costs behind that are going to be potentially astronomical. So they need a lot more cover. And, and silly things like what type of influencer and what, what topics do they speak about? If it's a makeup artist, creator, sports person, or is it somebody doing pranks on a, on a video? from common sense a prankster is going to be at more higher risk from claims than than, than somebody that's doing a, a normal video but from from pricing i would say 50 pounds 50 pounds per month uh going up to probably 75 80 to, to kind of start with and could that potentially translate to millions in legal cover i think one of my insurance policies i think i have up to something like five million in legal coverage 
and I don't pay yeah. a huge amount. And I hope, touch wood, I'll never have to <laughs> have to use that. So is that the kind <laughs> of level of coverage we're, we're talking about? Absolutely. Yeah. So again, everybody does it differently, but we, we look at it from an influencer's point of view and we know how much legal costs and we want to make sure that that, that person is adequately covered. So if you were to drop down the cover amount, that £50 a month, for example, would probably drop down to, you could get it down to £10, £15 a month. But if an actual claim was made, we don't think that the amount of cover would be worth it. So the policy almost potentially could be worthless and only cover up to a small amount and then that influencer would have to cover the rest. So the aim is always to have enough insurance benefit behind that that individual. So for the professional indemnity, that would start at 250,000, then it would jump to 500,000, then to a million, two million. And then you can add sort of things like uh, public liability and and that starts at a million and then goes to two million but that's a lot less cost compared to the, the, the professional indemnity because the risk is a lot less you can then add which i haven't mentioned is and, and this is again very very popular you you can add sort of cameras and equipment and whether you want them inside or if you're taking them out and doing obviously videos and blogs or whatever you're doing you you can cover yourself from that there was business travel, but obviously since the recent uh, COVID situation, that, that's been understandably removed. But again, the, the plan would be uh, to have that put back in. So if that individual needed travel insurance, and, and again, a lot of influencers are traveling because of work and, and they're going to places and, and they need insurance. We, we can set up a policy that, that would protect all of that. So their professional indemnity, public liability, their cameras, equipment and travel in the future. Yeah, and I think that probably applies to so many of our audience, but probably not all of it. So half of the audience of the Pro Channel Manager podcast are more behind the scenes people. People like me, uh, consultants, freelance editors, graphic designers, uh, producers, uh, people working in like the copyright department. So turning our attention to them now, people that are not necessarily influencers, like as I mentioned previously, I'm a consultant, so I do have some insurance. I was going to say I'm going to play dumb, but I am actually dumb. I managed to somehow <laughs> get the insurance together. I'm not sure how I did it. I probably filled in some kind of form. So can you just talk through the kind of cover somebody like me needs? So someone who's working from home or a small office has their own clients, but it's generally like their own business, self-employed, yeah. working with other people's properties, other people's businesses, kind of client work they're putting their trust in us and things can go wrong so what what kind of coverage do someone like me need and i'm just crossing my fingers that i've got it right if not i'll be on the if not i'll be on the phone tomorrow getting that sorted yeah good hopefully with me um (laughs) so look i I don't want to deflect but everybody is different so every single business that we speak to small large has different needs whether they have employees what their turnover is what their industry is there are so many different insurances that that can protect a business ultimately the basic ones you can have office office equipment you can have if a fire went in the office you can cover your employees if someone makes a mistake or you give wrong advice or you put something wrong in a contract there's absolutely everything even people coming into the business for example a courier came in and tripped up and and got injured we would look at your business and ask the questions 
what's your day to day? What are you doing? What are the things that you're potentially concerned about? That always kind of helps when somebody says, look, we, we have this worry and, and this potentially is a risk or we have a fleet of cars or we have employees going here. We think this could be risk. We're going out in public or somebody could be injured or maybe damage to a property or whatever that could be. We would look at you as an individual and kind of go, this is what we think you need. And this is the advice we would give. And we would put that in a kind of a written document for you to review. And that would then have attached quotations to it. So you can see the policy, what it's covered for. But for someone like yourself, you're not high risk. That That's for starters. So you would expect to have a, a lower premium. We would look at what consultancy you're doing, how much money or bit or revenues going through the business. We would look at obviously professional indemnity like we would. We wouldn't give you an influencer product, but we would give you something similar that hopefully would relate to your your business more. Even things like the, the, the one of the more popular ones is when people have got employees, employee benefits, which is looking after your employees. So if they go off sick, we, we would like to obviously give you advice on that and maybe make your company more attractive. So Again, businesses that are looking to grow or have employees put in like a, a death in service package or a critical illness package or an income protection package, which the business pays for, but then protects that individual. We would try and help that that business with absolutely every aspect of, of insurance and kind of look at what they've got at the moment, if they've got anything, and give them the best advice we possibly can. Yeah, so I think I have uh, professional liability. I have legal cover. I have data Brilliant. protection cover. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, I'm working with people's. Sometimes I'm working with like people's passwords and revenue data stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, and I've also got public liability just in case I go out to meet people or sometimes I do like small live events and I don't want to get sued if something falls on somebody's head or something like that. So yeah, it sounds sure. like I'm doing pretty well. Uh, I don't have any employees yet, but that is definitely something that I would think about uh, for sure. And I also have like car insurance, home insurance. I have life insurance and I have life assurance. And I don't know what the difference is, but we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about that another day, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> I think what what's very clear is that I'm a very risk averse person and I think maybe most influencers are probably not so risk averse which is kind of a character trait which maybe got them into this space because they're outgoing and kind of a bit more flamboyant creative less kind of straightforward and straight laced like me not that there's anything wrong with that either way so I I, I would say to everyone I really really sit down, listen to this, listen to it again, check out Influencer Protect, do your research, what's needed in, in your part of the world, because this is so important. You just, you know, look at that. The whole world has almost been brought to its knees by COVID, which no one saw coming. And the world is falling apart because of it. And your world could certainly fall apart if, you know, God forbid you got sick or you got sued or you got into an accident or whatever it may be. So please really think about this seriously. I know it's not as glamorous as talking about editing tricks and YouTube algorithms, but this is what the Pro Channel Manager podcast is all about. It's about running your business like a pro and really, really important stuff. Matt, before we go, I just want to check what other kind of services are coming down the line from Influencer Protect. A little birdie tells me that you may even be able to help creators and influencers with things like mortgages, 
which I know can be really tricky for anyone self-employed, let alone yeah. like a YouTuber. How do you put YouTuber down on a, on a mortgage application <laughs> and expect to get taken seriously? I'm self-employed. I'm not an influencer. But so, for example, I, I tried recently to borrow some more money against my home to, to do an extension to my house to make it a bit bigger and like so many questions that I didn't necessarily have answers to. I needed more information than I had to hand. They needed a certain amount of my company accounts that I had ready. So yeah, I think finances generally are another big space that creators, influencers really need help with. How do you see influencer protect fitting into that in the future? We're aiming to go into lots of different spaces for influencers. Influencers need help with with lots of different aspects. You, you you've touched on mortgages. This is coming soon, um, very very soon. And you're absolutely right. How do you put YouTuber on an application? I guess an example is that you've just come to the, the to market. You're starting to make some money. You've you've only done one year accounts. Where do you go? You want to buy your first house. You want to maybe look at a government scheme and and do that. We would help with all of that. So the whole process, just like the insurance, we'd sit down or we we'd have a Zoom call, phone call, whichever kind of works for you, and we would go through the whole process of whether or not one we think you can get a mortgage, two which would be the kind of the best mortgage for you. And again, everybody's different, but influencers are specifically a little bit more difficult because they're always self-employed and and their accounts are normally a little bit all over the place. So we need to kind of get that all up and clear before obviously going to to a mortgage lender. There are lots of lenders that will look after influencers and there are lots that won't. And yeah, look, and and looking at your financial circumstances, how would that work? How many years accounts have you got? How much are you earning? The usual stuff that a mortgage company would want or a lender would want, we can take all that information, go to market and and speak to lots and lots of mortgage brokers on, on your behalf. The aim would be to help you through that whole process. If you've already got a mortgage, we can we, we will hopefully be able to <laughs> in the next few weeks look at remortgages for that individual. Anything related to mortgages, we're going to be able to help with very, very soon. Yeah, again, really, really important that you get your finances in order. Yeah. Um, And just like, even if you don't consider yourself to be a business yet, even if you don't consider yourself to be a professional, you have to start taking on that mindset. And that is what the Pro Channel Manager podcast is all about. That is what the Pro Channel Manager community is all about and that is what companies and people like Matt and Influencer Protect are all about. Matt, I cannot thank you enough for your wisdom today and all of your help. Where can we find out more about you and Influencer Protect? How can we get in touch, get a quote? Sure. So uh, I'm on the usual thing, LinkedIn, Matt Newman, Influencer Protect, influencerprotect.co.uk. That's a great start. We've got telephone numbers on there we've got contact details emails contact forms anything that you you feel more comfortable with please use and get in touch and we'll come back with information if you want to get a quick quote no problems at all if you just want to pick our brain and and compare the insurance that you've got at the moment with with something that maybe you think would be better or whatever you think get in touch and we, we would love to try and help you Matt, thanks again so much. Please check out Matt and Influencer Protect. They could be an absolute game changer for you. Thanks again, Matt. Thanks for having me. See you later.
That was fantastic. As I said, not necessarily a topic you would go out and search for, but something that I'm sure has hit home hard. It certainly has me. And I've actually got a call scheduled with Matt next week to sort out my insurances because even though I have them in place, they're all over the place. And like, this is something that you seriously, seriously need to think about. You don't want to be in court. You don't want to be defaulted on your mortgage if you get ill or sick. This is something you need to be serious about. Before I go, another huge thank you to our sponsor, vidIQ. And remember, you can get an amazing 30-day free trial of one of their awesome paid plans simply by visiting prochannelmanager.com forward slash vidIQ. Thank you so much again, vidIQ. Also remember, our community is now officially open where some of YouTube's greatest minds come to talk shop. And you can get your seat at the table by visiting academy.prochannelmanager.com. And remember, you can use the promo code podcast to get an exclusive discount. And finally, before I go, if you found this useful, don't forget you can find a detailed guide on how to work with an insurance broker and how to get yourself covered by visiting prochannelmanager.com forward slash episode eight. That's the word episode number eight no spaces, no hyphens. And if you found it useful, please remember to subscribe in the podcast app of your choice. And do consider leaving us a rating and a review in Apple Podcasts or whatever app you use because it will help other awesome YouTubers and YouTube pros discover this amazing podcast and community. Thank you all so much for tuning in today. And until next time, happy uploading. Laters. Thanks for listening to the Pro Channel Manager Podcast. Happy uploading. And remember, next time you go to publish a video, ask yourself, what would Tom think? <laughs>